0: that first Easter morning, when they discovered that the grave was empty, when they recognized that his words were true, and they understood that he had fulfilled his promise as the one who was the resurrection and the life. That phrase that some say was used by the early church as a greeting comes out of our Morning worship text, Luke 24, and just makes a declaration of the wonder that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He is risen, and we celebrate that today
1: morning, church. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 15, and looking at verses 1 through 20, if you'd like to follow along. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preach to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with scriptures, and that that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles.
0: In the wonder of god's love as god sent his son to be our hero one that we could look up to and one that we could emulate and and one that would be an example to us as he loved the world that he gave greater love has no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends And God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Love. That reminds us that if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And because of his resurrection, we are to walk in newness of life. It all began earlier that first Easter morning week as he met with his disciples to celebrate a remembrance of deliverance. They called it the Passover. As you remember, God's people had been in Egypt and they were under captivity. Oh, is that not an analogy of where we were before we received Christ as personal Savior, away from God's country in captivity of sin. But God sent Moses. Tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. And as Moses came, there were plagues. Plagues that were brought upon the Egyptian people to remind them that There was a true God and that no matter what their magicians and sorcerers did, they could only imitate God, but they could only go so far. And the last plague, the death angel was sent through the land to kill the firstborn of every household. But God's grace and God's mercy and God's love was seen in the land because people were told if you'll slay a lamb and if you'll apply the blood, the death angel will be stayed from your home. And so they slayed their lambs and they applied the blood and the death angel was stayed. And God told his people, always remember that event. Never forget God's deliverance in your life. Isaac, Natalie, Eric, never forget God's deliverance in your life. Celebrate that. And although Easter will not always be April 1st, I trust that every Easter you remember this and celebrate what God has done. And so Jesus was meeting with his disciples to celebrate what God had done. But he was meeting with them as the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. And he was meeting with them to fulfill the old covenant and establish the new The old covenant was through the sacrifices, through the lambs and rams that were offered on the altar. The new covenant was in his blood. Because in just a few days, he would go to the cross and he would shed his precious blood in payment for sins. And he would die. I'm going to remind you that they all saw him die. That was a real event in their lives. And even as we prepare for the 1050 worship service where we will talk about how they saw him die, I want you to start to imagine in your mind how you would feel that resurrection morning if you'd seen him die. Were you there, we sang this morning, when they crucified my Lord? He became sin for us. The Lord hath laid on him, the prophet Isaiah says, the iniquity of us all. He died. And during that last Passover meal, he took the bread. He broke it and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Every time you eat the bread, and you do it until I come back to take you home, every time you eat the bread, remember. This is my blood. Cup. New covenant. As often as you drink it, remember. Because as often as you eat and as often as you drink, you have a responsibility. A responsibility to live because he lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 tells us that we proclaim his death until he comes again. Danny Presswood, in a sermon entitled, The Lamb and the Cross, said this. The most amazing thing about the Easter story is not the resurrection of Christ. That caught my attention. As truly astounding and miraculous as that was, Jesus promised it would happen. I believe the most amazing thing about the Easter story is the men Jesus entrusted with his kingdom and his kingdom's work. Do you see it? Fishermen. Fishermen like Andrew and Peter and James and John. Matthew, the tax collector. And Simon, the zealot. Common, ordinary men. That is the awesomeness of God. That his belief and trust in common men could not be daunted or shaken. He believes in us. Jesus believes in us, common, ordinary men and women. Teachers, businessmen, construction workers, secretaries, homemakers, salesmen, mechanics, white collar workers, blue collar workers, Even preachers. Jesus believes that you and I can make a difference in the world in which we live. That's why he said, Proclaim his name until he comes. Yes, he is risen. And he is risen indeed, and that is the miraculous message of Easter morning. But beyond that, the miraculous message has been entrusted to you and to me to go into our world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ.